0: What if it becomes like, oh, I thought you were handling it. Oh no, no, I thought he was handling it.
1: I think we've done a very good job of ensuring within, I would say, hours. That that's the as longest as something might not get replied. But but I, I'm, you know, I, like we went fishing the other day, and I'm on my phone on Slack, so I'm checking all the time. As a business owner, you're always checking. You're always checking.
2: Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do The Woo, the WooCommerce and WordPress Builder podcast. Woo! Woo! Today's show is brought to you by A2 Hosting, where speed and security is priority for 24-7 for all your client Woo shops. I'll tell you more about A2 Hosting later in the show. Let's take a listen to part of our recent Woo agency chat. With Judd from Bright Vessel and Carlos from Bright Code, as they have a conversation about some of the tools they use in their stack for WooCommerce and WordPress projects, as well as some insights into running their agencies.
1: So, my name is Judd Dunning, and I'm uh, founder of Bright Vessel. Uh, been a WooCommerce expert since 2015. Um, also a uh, uh, WordPress VIP uh, partner. And been working in WordPress since 2000 gosh seven I think it's been that long so a uh, uh, pretty much a WordPress fanatic junkie I love WordPress it's uh, built uh, a great business around it love the community of uh, working with people so it's it's you know been a wonderful experience for me um, throughout my journey I've uh, built two other brands bright posting as well as bright plugins um, we built one of the Popular pre order plugins as well as deposit plugins for WooCommerce. And I would say that uh, primarily right now we work with, um, well, both B2C as well as B2B clients, but beat it more heavily um, in the last two years with B2B clients and um, have, a, have a great team. Love my team. Uh, I think they're all might be watching right now in Slack making fun of me. That's what they're probably doing. Mm-hmm. But uh and I've known Carlos uh for yeah, a good 20 years now. Um uh not related to WordPress originally, and and now both of us are in the same kind of area. So I'll let Carlos jump in here with his stuff. Thanks,
0: Joe. That's a great intro. I don't know if I can top that, uh, next time I'm gonna do WordPress, <laughs> so I'll have to. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, everyone, I'm Carlos Caneja. I am CEO and founder of BrightCode. Um, we are also a web agency that specializes on, on e-commerce, specifically uh, WooCommerce. Um, I myself have been around the IT, specifically web industry, for near, nearly 20 years. Um, the first half of that was um, mostly in the hosting environment, so sort of like the, the back-end data center monkey kind of person. Uh, but 10 years ago, I kind of jumped to the, to the forefront uh, more into the design and development world. Um, been using WordPress for about 10, 12 years. Um, remember WooCommerce when it first started? Uh, it wasn't much at the time, uh, but we kind of kept it on the radar. And and as you know, the community grew and the extensibility was there. Um, kind of just like the WordPress platform, um, we you know we adapted the platform and started to uh, develop more and more with it. Um, WooCommerce. Agency program came along, and I, I believe Judd and I basically joined around the same time.
1: I, I'll be honest. I saw you join then I joined. Is that is that? Like- <laughs> but, but I was like Shawshank Redemption. The guy Michael Tespo, I think his name was, way back when. He wouldn't let me in, so I, yeah, so I, I emailed him. I think every other uh, month for like a year, asking him. He's like, you don't have any WooCommerce sites, and then I finally got a couple. I was like, just come on, let me in. And then he let me in. But you you definitely had the glory days. That Like when it first came out, I came in as a silver partner back then. Let me tell you about that. It was, we went from building
0: like basic turnkey e-com websites and, you know, basic WordPress static, what I call a static sites, right? A static site, meaning there's there's zero transactions. There's nothing, there's, n- there's no fancy workflow. There's no API integrations, right? It's just like a 10 pager that you, that you that you put up in WordPress because it's easy to update and it's easy to SEO kind of thing. But we went from that to encountering these complex issues that people were bringing to us. So it was, it we we went to school, meaning we we paid to learn in some ways, right? We, at the very beginning and, you know, we're talking, you know, six, seven years ago. And, it, you know, by any means, I don't want to tell you like we came in and we knew what the heck we were doing. We, we kind of knew, but in terms of uh, budgeting, that was always our hardest, our you know, our, our hardest issue, uh, be- because of how we were positioned or or performing before, you know. Uh, so then, you know, we started to adopt project management software. Uh, we started to adopt sprints with with clients. Yeah, uh, we started to frame things properly and and say and say, hey, your your um, prerequisites are A, B, and C. Uh, if we go outside of that, we consider that out of scope. So you will be
1: built more, um, and that's just how it all started. Yeah. I think, I think when I look back, uh, I always like, you know, you, you, you don't really realize how far you've gone until you look at the past. Cause you know, I always say we're a hot mess, but then you look behind, it's like, Oh, we're, we're a hot mess. Um, but from a project management standpoint, yeah, we use, um, free as uh, what we kind of fell on. I did Jira, uh, we did Trello. Um, but free camp. One of the reasons too, is I, I got a lifetime, uh, deal like I'm, i like one of those lifetime deal guys. So if I find platforms that gives me a lot of time, deal. I know, I know you like that. Yeah, I love it. So that one kind of worked because it was, it was like a base camp with a, uh, with a uh, Smart Sheets plus a Trello kind of combined. And it, and it, I didn't use it until four years after I bought oh. the lifetime deal. So I was in Jira, which clients hate Jira. I never could get a good client into. And it's you know it's it's so funny because we've
0: obviously. Let me see how I can preface this. So there's there's a lot of project management software programs out there, right? And at the end of the day, I always say it's Cola versus Pepsi. They are all they all kind of do the same, right? It's it's just which one, you know, it's not different than an ERP or a CRM. Which one is slightly different that's going to benefit you most in terms of functionality? So you sort of have to go and assess all these different platforms. Then you have to migrate to them. And, and you have to make sure you make the right choice. Oh, yeah, because it takes forever to. To, to migrate. Right. And the level of effort as you grow to migrate from one platform to another, like like right now, like we use teamwork right now. I can't even imagine using something else. We went, just to give an idea, we went from Basecamp, which was... I like Basecamp. It was a good one. I liked it for a bit. It was so simple. It was also very
1: limited. Remember, like it didn't do any reporting. I needed a Gantt chart. It had to have a Gantt chart. And I did. And I need something my clients could, could go into and see, like have that transparency, but also not be overwhelmed by it. Jira. I felt was, I never could get one client to sign into Jira. It was just too complex. And I'm big on transparency. So I like, you know, we have each client uh, has like a Slack channel that we do uh, retainers for. Um, so they get like real-time support. So they're always talking to us. So I have that communication as well as um, the support uh, portal which has like wiki docs for them, any code docs, I think it like agencies and you probably could, you know, agree with me on this. Every site that I've gone behind, almost every, I would say 95% of them don't have code notes, especially if there's customization. Like the like developers never, ever outline anything. So if we take over a project, especially if it's a hot mess, kind of a website with like 50,000 plugins installed, you know, customization all over the place, you know, it, it We try not to say, hey, you have to rebuild your site. But in a lot of cases, you know, they want to expand and improve it. They have to rebuild it in that case.
0: Yeah, right. They have to. But up front, they don't don't want to hear that.
1: Yeah. So I I think, uh, you know, any any development agencies out there that really want to provide a good customer service, they need to, you know, keep good records of everything, you know, from time to, you know, we have a bug report all that kind of stuff for every site. So that way, if they if they ever leave us, they know that they have that information, which they never do. Like they see how organized we are compared to the last agency. They're like, oh, okay. These guys got their stuff together. Um, we're happy with them. But even if they had to leave, they have they can take all that information with them.
0: Well, why don't you kind of take us to your tool set? I mean, I'll do the same thing. I'm, I like being transparent. Tell us like, hey, this is why we use uh, XYZ. Hey, these are, this is why we migrated. Here's the pros and cons, that kind of thing.
1: Sure, so uh, I'll go with the you know the management of things we use slack of course because um that's our communication I, uh, honestly what, what do you use what do you use before slack slack oh um uh, nothing <laughs> i'll be honest not no we use google chat you know but but no one no one used it no one really like i think slack i guess it's been about six years that i've been using slack but, but prior to that it was like Basecamp, where you would you know, you could talk and chat, you know, in threads, but I didn't really have a communication software that was for clients. Usually it was like weekly, weekly meetings. Oh, I, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And then what, what Slack has done is allow me to not have weekly meetings, to have the client continually talking to us so that maybe we have a meet if it's a project, maybe one meeting per month if we have to. But more or less, we've gotten through an entire project not having a meeting with a customer just because they had a channel to speak with us in. So we can always do a huddle or jump on quickly to talk to them, but we did have to like do weekly meetings. Now I'm not, I'm not saying that I hate meetings, but I hate meetings like meetings, meetings are this. There's so many meetings and I have a cup, coffee cup. Summer says this, this could have been sent in an email. Yeah. I work for several companies that uh, basically it was meetings all day. And half the time I didn't even know I was, it should have been in the meeting, you know, when I was working in big corporations. So so yeah, so so I think that being able to have pro- productivity up where less communication, uh, more or more quality communication between client as well as the team. So Slack was that. Freecamp is our, our portal that we use. Um, we have uh, so as far as billing, um, we built our own. Just. Hold on. Let me let me understand that. We, what you mean by portal, that's like... Uh, so FreeCamp, that's like the client portal. So that's where we do our project management, keep all of our passwords. What's being worked on and what's active, what's, needed, what's in QA, that kind of thing. All of that. Yeah. So a client each client has their own project basically. And inside there's everything from start to finish that we've ever done for that client. The milestones are there. And and Jud, that was that was that came after Jira for you, right? Yes, that came after Jira. And why'd you get away from Jira? It was just it was just too complex. It was like Basecamp Trello, Basecamp, Jira. And then it went to FreeCamp, Or no, it went to projects.co was the one I used. Um, live chat, chat, live agent, I think it was another one. Just a few failed attempts of getting my team to jump over to one. And then them like, what do we do? So, so we, you know, finally, so FreeCamp is where we landed. Um, and, and I think it takes about two years, in my opinion, to really settle into a project management system.
0: You really nailed that, right, Because. At the end of the day, these these SaaS these SaaS applications they're they're built for the masses. They're not built just for one specific company, right? So there's there's a lot of customizations. There's a lot of different ways to set up workflows and templates, and and you sort of like you kind of have to grow with it and say, okay, we're gonna do it this way, and you do it that way, and on your next revision, you're like, oh, if we do it this way, it's actually optimal. You know, whatever the case is in terms of setting up setting up a project, I don't know, login time. Uh, doing QA QC whatever whatever the case is.
1: Yeah, and and I and I, and I think highly important, which I've done s- tons of them, is doing standard like SOP standard operating procedures. I've been outlined so many procedures, and you know, and it it's funny because I like a lot of my team is saying stuff on here, so they know how I was like follow the operating procedures, you know, because sometimes they'll deviate but it's very important. And then, and then my, you know, I think your team will evolve, you know, once you have more managers inside your company, they'll start to come up with ways to make that, you know, that whole process better. So, so think if you're starting to build a team, it's very important to outline how the procedures in your head should work, but then allow your team to improve them. So, you know, and I'm uh, very happy to say that I've been able to pull back a bit on my own to start doing things that I've always wanted to do for the business. And that is doing more just, you know, acquisition, outreach, you know, things that I, I like to do. Yeah. And I, I I used to love building websites and uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't build a website anymore. I can do front yeah. end, like back end, I'm behind on. you know, I, my team takes care of it, but I think the front end side, I still love it. And you know, that's something I try to get in every once in a while and play around. But yeah, when you're managing a lot of people, it's really hard to keep your own self up to date on all the new stuff. And,
0: and you know, when you're managing and you're under stress because there's always fires, um, you kind of lose that creative process. You can't, you can't make decisions from a creative standpoint. I feel like, I, I don't know why I just feel like it, that part of my brain shuts down when I'm on like that fight or flight mode, because yeah, this project isn't being finished or, or this client is having issues with X, Y, Z integration. You know, you start to kind of focus and stress about that and, that shuts off that creative part of your brain, you know.
1: So I, I, you know, we we took an influx of projects, which you've helped on a, a couple of them. Um, and what I found is, uh, so here here's how I broke it down with one project: um, have a creative director handles the creative side of things, have a technical director um, that's going to handle the technical requirements and ensuring that the developers are doing that, um, and then I also have a project uh, coordinator that will manage the timeline which in the communication back to the customer. So every Friday, uh, you know, Nath or her responsibility is to, to reach out to the customer, let her know with links, like all the deliverables that we're working on, if they want more information, we can provide it. So that way, and, and one of the reasons is, is that you know the client, if you don't talk to your client um, or send them updates weekly, you know what they're gonna ask for? A meeting. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. First, that's, they're yeah. gonna have to sit down and explain everything. Now you, know, you still might have to have meetings with the client, but but I think you know every Friday having that you know wrap-up of what we've done for the week really truly helps.
0: Yeah, number one it also it also keeps the engagement going. Yeah right? and the back it also helps out the backlog. Like I like hey, we're gonna need XYZ as well. Sounds great, not a problem. We'll put that in the backlog.
1: Yeah. So, so, and that, and I, you know, I think better out, you learned this recently too, just by better, because I'm very agile on our proposals. You know, I don't, I don't have some strict proposal that a normal client can, you know, they can't understand it. They has to be pretty simple. Um, and, and then also, you know, and that's one reason I love WordPress and WooCommerce too, is because typically either we've already built what's needed or there is a tool out there that's already. I, I agree. So. Yeah. Yeah. So what we try to do is not do customization. However, we found that um, if there's an opportunity for customization, that's when we might turn it into a plugin ourselves, and then put that, you know, on Bright Plugins to sell it there. So, so I, I think, you know, when a client um, in that scope creep situation, it, it's and it's it's diligent to address it at the time they ask, because if you don't say anything, and all of a sudden. You have like a, you know, two weeks down the road, you're like, oh yeah, we'll look into that. We'll take care of that or whatever. You say anything like that. Next thing you know, like, oh, why do I have to pay for it? And you have to explain it to them. It's not in the proposal. And I, in my proposal system, I show, it shows me every time a client looks at the proposal. So I know if they're kind of like questioning requirements. What do you use for Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, be- uh, better, better proposals.
2: Every site you build has the potential to be fast and secure. With A2 e-commerce hosting, it's understood that your client's stores are running 24-7 and that speed is critical to keep both of you happy. As you have heard a number of times from guests, performance is key. A2 hosting VPS and dedicated turbo plans will make you a shining star when it comes to your clients. They even have a one-click deployment for Woo sites when Easy is an alternative. Their enhanced security won't keep yourself or your clients awake at night, and they promised a no-hassle money-back guarantee. So consider A2 Hosting for your next client project at A2Hosting.com.
0: Because uh, I mean, you know, in terms of running an agency, what's out there? I've, I don't think it's been like this is the best time, right? Every tool you can think of agency-wise is, is out there. Uh, do you remember Webcast One, by chance? They were based out of Boca Raton. It was, it was a guy by the name of Rick Waters who ran it. And um, he was one of the early, literally one of the pioneers to start a web agency, like in the mid to late 90s, I would say. And at the time, I remember because we, we used to do some of their hosting. So, you know, we were always in communication and they were next to us in the, in the building. We, were, we had our office in. But just they had no software, like the project management software.
1: They had to build it themselves. Oh yeah, I, you know there's a there was a .NET, uh God this is like 2002. There was like a .NET free like open source way back when. I I tried to use uh, it was uh, it wasn't called a portal. It was um uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, what's the word? Intranet. It was an intranet system. Oh, or like a wiki. Yeah. Something like that. So, we, you know, but yeah, I, I really, at base camp is where I kind of fell. Um, even after I, when I, when I, I worked at by that was a company I worked at. They didn't even have a project portal or project tracking. I had, a, I am the one that brought in one, which was Basecamp at the time. They wanted to do trike. Trike. I never heard of now. Now we have using, using, right. Yeah. We, we use Wrike for many years.
0: Yeah, let me let me kind of give you my timeline on, on project management software. So obviously we started with nothing, and we were like, hey, this is out of control, right? Because we're getting more projects, our company's growing, there's more people involved in projects, so we need something where we can communicate, right? Email just falls apart fast when it comes to managing a project. <laughs> yeah. So so we started with Basecamp, uh, which is super easy to use, but um, Basecamp had a lot of Features that were missing from an agency standpoint: there was no reporting, you couldn't really time log, there was no no what is it? Gantt charge? There was none of that. It was it was timelines. So from from there, we moved over to Rike. and Rike was an awesome tool. And the problem here was the problem with Rike for for me. Yeah, to host it. No, mine wasn't hosted. Mine was the SaaS
1: one. Uh we hosted ours. That's where I think. Yeah,
0: I think at the time they offered both both flavors, but I know okay. we had the hosted version. And I know it took us a while to get it configured because it was very vanilla out of the box. It wasn't tailored for any specific industry. And I guess at the time, all this software was kind of new. So they hadn't created any verticals where, hey, you can use Right to um, you know, manage your, your loan your business or your work agency, whatever the case is. We, we used Right for a long time. It took us forever to mold it to us. But then Reich called us up one time and they're like, "Hey, we're changing our pricing structure. You know, and now that it, you know it used to be eight dollars per seat per month, it's going to be thirty dollars per seat per month." And we're like, "Well, why are you doing this?" They're like, "Oh, well, you know, we want to focus on the enterprise."
1: Yeah. So yeah, and that and and, and that's well, that's one of the reason we I think we purchased the this you know because you could buy back then the source code, but I felt. It, the problem was, is getting everybody like on board and liking something, you know? And then when I was at Vitacost, they're like, they didn't like it that much. So, so I just went to base camp because it was easier. Plus the approval process. Um, I, I'm a big guy that's uh what do you say? Uh, you ask for forgiveness versus permission. So when I worked for corporations, that was, the, that was me, like I just went and did things. And, uh, that was one of them. Like I'd have to get, um, it's permission to do every, like any kind of install. And with Basecamp, it was just cloud. So, uh, David Zucker at the time, he was like, kind of like the same thing, you know, asked for permission. That was my boss. Awesome guy. He, uh, he, he, you know, he's like, go ahead and get, get that product. So, you know, that's how we move fast. And funny with that company, uh, Vitacost, um, talk about They were on, when I was there, 2012, um, they were on .NET one still like, wow. So it was like .NET nines out, but dot, they customized that website so much that it was still.net one. And this guy, Boris, uh, he was like the only guy that knew how it worked. So he was, he was like this, <laughs> like no one's going to know what I do here. Cause I'll never be let go. He's probably still there to this day, which is kind of funny. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that I think when you're in a big company, uh, especially if you have multiple departments getting everybody to to be okay with something. Cause like, you know, not only did I have to get marketing on board and the creative department on board, I had to get the it department to work within the same system too. So every, you know, and we did a great job. And I think at the time it was all creative, you know, material that we were popping out for all these different categories. And I think we did like three, 336 pieces a month and I had to increase it to like 1200. So 1200, you know, banners and all sorts of stuff. And that, that I I will give Basecamp credit. It was one of those ones I was able to get approved. Everybody got on board and be able to, to get everyone to, to use that. And that's how we, we increased the production of uh, creative stuff. So, so I do like Basecamp. I, I. Is Basecamp HQ.com still around? I don't know. I I think they changed it from, to Basecamp though. I think they got rid of the HQ. If I recall, I don't know. I I I have to look it up. Uh, CRM wise, um, I use SalesFlare. That's another AppSumo deal. That's a great little CRM. You know, it's not complicated because HubSpot was one that I liked, but it is extremely expensive if you want to grow in it. You can spend up to 30K a month, you know, as a a big enterprise company, which is just too much money, in my opinion, for like you could build a CRM in a month for 30K. Right. Yeah, I understand. So yeah, it's I, I you know that so SalesFlare is one that I use for a CRM. I, I like a lot. Um, I think trying to find two stuff that ties into a lot of different systems because uh, that's where we wanted to go. Things you know, I, I did use for our subscriptions, WooCommerce subscriptions, uh, but found that you know with the hosting side and the hosting management side, I really had to build my own platform for that. You know, so if someone signs up, they have in their account. You know all of their tickets. Everything's in one place, which I showed you. At the beginning of that, we're still working on it. A Centralized dashboard, essentially. And then Mihai saying, uh, "He's uh, yeah, my. Uh, he's the guy that takes care of all of our servers, so they don't blow up. He's awesome." He said, uh, "Think about sales, Salesforce um, pricing. So Salesforce is good too. We were, I worked in uh, Liberty Power with Salesforce way back. I don't know if you guys. What do you guys use for a CRM? Well, you know what?
0: It's funny you mentioned that. Um, we don't really have." a CRM platform, uh, we, we use a lot of, um, the fresh line of software. Uh, so like, like fresh books, fresh CRM. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when we, when, when we start like, uh, these like outbound campaigns, uh, we tend to use fresh sales.
1: Let's check that one out.
0: Yeah. Really. What we do now is a lot of our CRM, like a lot of these are automated tasks, they get done through our ticketing system, fresh desk. Okay. If I, if, if a sales lead comes in and I reach out to them or somebody reaches out to them, you can do it in a specific way and it'll just drip out to them.
1: Yeah. I used to use active campaign for that. So if they fill out, you know, select a certain thing, it then filters and sends them three different types of messages and stuff. Does fresh desk do that
0: now? Uh, you can, if you want. Yeah. It's it's not, you know, Johnny, here's, here's like the prong con with it. Like,
1: it isn't. It isn't designed
0: for that. Like Freshdesk, at the end of the day, is a support, right? So it isn't designed for that. But the way what what was happening for a while, Judd, as as we grew as a company, is that everything we had a need for, we adopted some type of software. And before you knew it, we had all these different softwares we were using and different places. You know, like we were living in teamwork and FreshBooks.
1: Yeah, I went. I, I know you mentioned Fresh. FreshBooks. I I went to I went to QuickBooks thinking that that would be better for my company. It was such a journey to like or pain pain the butt to go from you know to to just migrate your your account. So so now I'm stuck there and it's just I want to be back at FreshBooks, but just to get back there with all you know the accounting and everything. It's it's a it's a bear. So that's another reason why I built our own system. It's like I was saying with the uh, project
0: management software that the more you grow, the more you're locked into these, you know, cloud softwares, you know, that's, that's sort of like, it's the necessary evil, right? It's a, it's a low startup cost. You get great functionality, right? You don't have to manage anything. It's all in the cloud, but as, as you grow and you want to move it somewhere or, you know, you want to customize something, that's, that's where you become limited. So
1: yeah. Cause that, my bookkeeper was in QuickBooks. So I just wanted to have better like, data intelligence, you know, just about all, you know, what, what's happening and just never really got there with that. So, so but yeah, that's why we built our own tools so that I can figure all that kind of stuff out. And that's a thing too, is like, when you look at um, we have a lot of management accounts where we manage, you know, hosting and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, when you get to a point, you have to start really seeing what, what is making you money and what's not making you money? Because there's some clients that you don't make money on at all. And if anything, they cost you. And so you have to make that determination. So I'm, I'm at that point just trying to make sure that every everything we have is profitable because the team grew. And one thing I love about Slack and having channels for clients in Slack is that if there's an issue... We usually know before them, but if anything, they're reaching out to us in Slack and saying, hey, we're having an issue and we're on it like immediately versus a ticket.
0: That's right. The only, th- there is a problem with that, I feel
1: like, which scalability. That's true. Like if you had, if you had 4,000 clients, that would be kind of rough. We have wow. hundreds, not for, you know, but. Another issue I see with that um, is. Who's who's on watch? Who's Everyone on watch? is. What if
0: it becomes like, oh, I thought you were handling it. Oh, no, no. I thought he was handling it. I think
1: we've done a very good job of ensuring within, I would say, hours that that's the long as something might not get replied. But but I, I'm, you know, I, like we went fishing the other day and I'm on my phone on Slack. So I'm checking all the time. As a business owner, you're always checking. You're always checking.
0: I love that. I, I love the ability to do that. I really do. You, like again, these tools were not there 10, 15 years ago. You know, they're 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 there today. And you can literally like walk away and still run your business, which is great. You can be on vacation and still be available.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um I I that's one reason I like Slack. I think that it it'll, it allows as a as a person that's running a business to be able to run it. Wherever they're at, you know, because I bounce around all over and my team's all. But but having Slack like everybody knows if they see something up, I say if it's more than 15 minutes, someone needs to reply like that's our that's our window of, you know, opportunity to ensure that we get back to customers. But, you know, the other thing, too, is not, you know, we have a lot of management plans, but I would say only 10 percent or even um, five percent of them use on a monthly basis their Slack channel. I ask some that the Slack channel gets archived because they never reached out. I mean, we've done a great job updating the website every month, but there's we don't hear from them. So it's so funny when I train when I train
0: new project managers, I I talk about you know customer profiling. Like, look, you have to know more about your customer. Some customers don't like emails; they like phone calls, or or vice versa, or,
1: or, or they may like Slack. You know, it's sort of like some some just like emails though. It drives me nuts because I'm like you know they don't want to get on anything and. You know, they- they pay by check. <laughs> it's like, we don't do, you don't do check. We don't do check. Yeah. I'll be like, I do an ACH transfer or wire transfer. Oh, we, we, we just sent you a check. I'm like, no, nah, you got to, you got to figure that out. It's too. Well, you don't even, you don't allow them to send you check. I don't, I don't, I tell Yeah. I've never, I have one client that's an older client. Um, actually is my, my law firm, Playlock like Walters in Florida, one of the oldest law firms. And, uh, they still do check. Yeah, some clients just do check. I think a lot of law firms do checks. I don't know why they love checks. I, I've, every law firm I work with, one they're to pay by check for sure. I don't know why. I
0: tell you what, I have this client who, who's one of our biggest customers. Um, they do uh, they do timeshare exchanges. Okay, they're, they're they're like the second the second timeshare exchange in the country. Their site runs on WordPress. Their booking engine runs on .net. We manage both. Okay. Um, it's tied in with an A S four hundred. It's, it's it's a super complex architecture, right? I, as it should be. It does a lot of stuff, right? It's it's checking for points. It's checking for availability on this account, so you can do exchange on on a different you know location for a different time of the year. But but here's the deal: they also manage all these properties, right? And all these properties have a unique website, and we do maintenance on all of them. So we build them monthly for this.
1: That's a good client. That's a big That's fish. Good.
0: They're a great client. I i would never like I would go work for them full time. You know if, if if I was ever like in a situation where I had to, you know, but what what I'm saying is uh, you know, we're talking about checks. What they do is they send me a handful of checks every month. It's like oh my god when they go, get <laughs> I would hate that. It's a huge stash, right? And when I get them at the office, I'm probably like, well, look at this guy, he's raking in the money. But they're like, you know, they're like hundred dollar checks or seventy five dollar checks.
1: Oh my lord, I would go. So you know, I remember. Back in the early two thousands, that's all there was was checks. Remember back in the day, and I'd have to go up to the bank and and oh do all the deposits. It was such a pain. It's it's worth it's worth the two point nine or two point seven percent in my opinion. And I've I've lost checks. Yeah, I've had I've, I've had that happen. That's the worst too because they all it takes forever for them to give you another one. <laughs>
0: Judd, so where can people find you if they want to find out more about your company and services?
1: Sure. Uh, b- uh, BrightVessel.com. That is vessel with the V is in Victor. Um, and BrightPlugins.com as well as BrightHosting.io. Nice.
0: Well, I only have one website, which is BrightCode.io. That's B-R-I-T-E-C-O-D-E.io. So if you guys want to find out more about our services and what we offer, you can check us out on there. And if you have any questions on any of this stuff, uh, you know, reach out. Awesome.
2: Hey everyone, Bob WP here. And yes, it was a coincidence that both of these agencies sound a little similar Bright Code and Bright Vessel. Well, maybe not so much. But both of our guest hosts certainly have like minded approaches, yet their own insights when it comes to growing their agencies. And before you hit that stop button, I'd like to give one more shout out to A2 Hosting and the dedication to helping you build fast and secure sites. For your clients at a2hosting.com. We appreciate you as a listener. So until next time, want to make sure you keep on doing the woo.